Welcome to the Act React podcast, where we explore improvisation through conversations with remarkable artists. I'm the host, Daniel Burkholder, a dance artist based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the ancestral and unceded lands of the Ho-Chunk, Menominee, and Potawatomi peoples. This is the last episode of this season for Act React. So please, if you haven't listened to all the episodes, go back and check them out. Each one contains a conversation with a truly remarkable artist who offers unique insights and perspectives on improvisation and art making and, and in like just life in general. In this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Bakari Wilder. Bakari is a tap dancer who has been recognized as one of the most dynamic dancers of his generation. I remember seeing him in the 1990s when he was still a teenager. And at, even at that time, I was struck by his musicality and a subtlety, as well as his ability to lay down complicated rhythms. Um, I really enjoyed uh, catching up with Bakari and talking with him, and, and I'm sure you'll love the conversation as well. But before we jump into it, here is a bit more about Bakari. Bakari Wilder is internationally known for starring in the Broadway musical Bring in the Noise, Bring in the Funk. He received a Bessie Award for his performance and later assumed the lead role for a year. He received the Polonarinsky Award for Achievement in Dance and the Hooper Award by the American Tap Dance Foundation. Bakari's dancing has delighted audience around the world in places such as the Kennedy Center, Carnegie Hall, Lincoln Center, France, Africa, Brazil, Germany, Japan, and Russia. He has a Bachelor of Arts degree in theater from the University of Maryland at College Park. He shares his knowledge of tap dancing through his role as assistant assistant artistic director of the Washington, D.C.-based companies Capital Tap and District Tap. So let's go ahead and jump into that conversation and enjoy. Well, hello, Bakari. Thank you so much for joining me on Act React, this podcast, to have this conversation. It's, um, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I remember, I remember seeing you do a solo when you were with Tappers with Attitude and it was the piece with Bobby McFerrin and Yo-Yo Ma. Oh, all right. Yes, yes. And I remember the three spots, there were three spotlights you would move to throughout that piece. And I, you were just a teenager at the time. Yeah. I was so struck on your musicality yeah. and how you wove your tap dancing into this piece of music that was not made to tap dance to. Um, and that it, it was one of the most elegant tap pieces I had ever seen. Oh, thank you. I, I credit my musicality, especially at that age, um, to my teachers who, who gave me a strong sense of timing at a very early age and the level of exposure that I gained and I guess some way um, absorbed, you know, just allowed me to spit it back out. Yeah. Grateful for that. And I, and I, I sometimes look back at some of the the, the creative things I did at that age and and are uh, a little bit amazed like where my head was at, like the things, I don't know, it seems like as you get older, sometimes 
it it it, it calms down a bit more but i um yeah at that age um yeah again my teachers pushed me um provided that space for me to create and 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 guided me and and their their, their guidance paid off yeah i definitely think we'll probably circle back to to uh, those teachers at some point. Um, I kind of want to like bring the conversation here to the present moment. Okay. Just, I always ask this kind of general question to, to everyone to start off usually is like, how does improvisation kind of show up in your life these days, in your art form, in your daily life? However, improvisation, however you think of improvisation, how does it kind of inform, influence, show up for you? Well, oh, that's a that's a very interesting question because to, to be quite honest, um, I've never, I haven't really taken the time to think about improvisation outside of my art form. Mm. Yeah, but you know, now that you um post it that way you know i mean why wouldn't it exist outside or why wouldn't if it's something that i i cherish and so greatly into as a tap dancer um even though i haven't thought about it why wouldn't it be a part of my daily life and maybe even how i move um I have not been observing in in that way, but as a tap dancer, nah. um, uh, I I it uh, improv uh, the way I use it. I I allow things to inspire me, you know, touch me, and I it quite simply respond to it, you know, through you know the rhythmic patterns that I um, create. And simultaneously, as I respond, I'm also listening to what I have put out, you know, and allowing my emotions to carry me um, through what I've put out as well. So I guess this, we could we could think of it as, uh, in one of the simplest forms is, there, there are different channels in which I tune into that um, allow me to freely improvise, you know, and 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 do it in a very comfortable way. Um, I, as I've gotten older and um, matured more in the dance, I've I've become less judgmental and I find that approaching it with that type of freedom you know is one extremely relaxing but two it's like um it, I, I think I roll with the understanding that um one I'm my own unique person and so is the next person so um 
in it. Um, so I, I have something unique to share um, that that requires no judging on my part and ought not on another's um, because it comes from me. And um, and and I, I guess at the same time, there's a joy, you know, as a performer in enlightening others about that free space that I'm tapped into. And I, I guess I believe um, on some level when I'm when I'm channeling freely that I'm also informing the watcher or listener that they're very much capable of of attaining that same type of freedom that yeah. I'm that I'm um, that I'm channeling. Yeah, that's 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 really beautiful. There, there's so many things in there that um that were interesting. I kind of want to come back to this idea of judgment because I I'm curious about how maybe you said like being less judgmental kind of I mean you I think you have attributed like le being less ju judgmental brings more freedom in your in your dancing. And so what was the judgment like previously? Like mm -hmm. like what was that what were those yeah, how was that showing up? Um uh, well um the first thing that comes to mind, and, and I have to think a little bit more about um, the actual performance part, but the yeah. first thing that comes to mind um, is, is as a teacher um, creating, um, providing for the classroom, you know, um, piece of choreography. Um, typically, you know, I came up with age where a lot of dancers my age, we, we, we didn't necessarily prepare, you know, the routine for the class. Or I'd learned later on as a teacher preparing, you know, this kind of, it falls in that because if you come with something prepared, you, you really just don't know who you're working with and whether or not that's really for the, the people you prepared. So uh, in my journey as a teacher, I kind of, let go of that and had to learn to trust in what I'm creating level improv on the spot. Yeah. And I had to, and I know inside of that journey, there were moments where I would correct myself or not like what I produced. And that is very hard to, um, pinpoint why that was going on you know okay um we we all you know um we all um have some level of insecurity inside of us that i guess at some point we decide whether or not we're going to overcome or not or hold on to and um um i I see that in my students. I see that in people that are growing in the dance, and 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 for me to say that, um, and and I am one who can be insecure as well. Um, but the art form itself has, in its journey, I guess, 
you asked me how I got there. I don't know how I got there. <laughs> All I know, what I do know, is it feels good to be there, to just say this is what this is, and we're going to trust in this, and we're going to listen to this feeling that's produced out of a footwork, and we're going to make it work because it's, I believe it's pure. Um, I can only give you, um, I can give you a time frame <laughs> as to as to when um, I came up with that revelation of trusting myself and 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 not being so judgmental. But um, but what what kind of turned the knob into me doing that? Mm. Um, I'm I'm not sure. Um, could be the I've had teachers, okay, um, Savion Glover, for example. I've had teachers who I've watched create on the spot with no worries, and I've followed them. So perhaps it was a nostalgic moment. Perhaps it was something that was embedded in my brain that I can do it, you know, and then discovering that I really can do it, you know. Um, and, and, and the reason why I mentioned Savion is because he's very much a musical rhythmic genius and, um, and his level of creating is, is well, that I consider him a teacher. So, so that, that would be definitely someone that I probably grasped that ability from, if anything, to trust, to go, to agree, to improvise. Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting because in some ways I think of improvisation, whatever form it is, that there's a certain level of kind of skill that you develop in improvising, like you, you, you know, you know how to listen to the music, you know how to like translate that, like there's certain skills that you learn, but then also kind of what you're speaking to is just kind of the belief that you can improvise. Yeah. Right, like like there's there's a there's the skill that you need to be able to improvise, all those, whatever those set of skills are, but then there's also just the belief or confidence, confidence. that you can that you can go out and do this thing. Right, right. It, I, I think it's very much a level of confidence. This is a lot of shedding, letting go, releasing. You know, you know, because all the other stuff you're holding on just just brings you tighter in, and you need to be free as a dancer. the The goal for me is fluidity, fluid. You know, to to connect my discoveries to one another. And vibe off of them, you know, and 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 build into the next one, you know. And there, there are definitely stops and blocks, but then what do you do? Then the search engine kind of turns on. Okay, let me find some more inspiration, and that's part of the beauties of um, dancing to live music, right? Because then you have several different instrumentations that you can feed off of, you can share with, 
and everything versus, you know. Yeah. When it's just recorded and like, <laughs> you're going to do the same thing every time. Every time you listen to the recording is the same. So could, maybe talking a little bit more about that relationship between your dancing and the music. And what's that, especially with live music, what's that interplay like? And how do you, what are you listening for and responding to and uh, and initiating at the same time, right? So, um, I think I'm, I'm listening and feeling. Because the reason why I say, point out the word feel is because I don't think when the drum is present inside of a band, I think I'm feeling that un un unless we're trading, okay, then I'm listening and I'm really listening to what you were saying in the trade. Other than that, I'm feeling it because that's the groove that I'm holding on to. Yeah. Bass as well, okay? And if I'm, if I'm connected, which is a feeling to that groove, then I'm then I'm allowed to produce inside of that. Really, I'm allowed to hold time and then play with the timing that I hold. You know, so if what comes for me first is holding that meter. You know, and that's a that's that's a head to toe physical thing. Okay, because my body wants to feel that now. After my body has connected and and felt that groove, then I start to speak with my feet. Um, I think it might be different with up with horns, you know, that might be a little bit more of a listening exercise. Now, now here's the thing. Um, the feeling that I mentioned, okay, when I'm dancing, okay, versus when I'm just sitting and listening to a band, you know, you know, Cause then the horn, I might, when I, what I've picked up is sometimes the energy from the musician, how they play that horn and now it comes out from head to toe. I don't think I'm uh, that observant when I'm dancing, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, um, so yeah, that, that, those are, those are two different spaces um, you know what would you not necessarily improvising when you're watching you're just taking in their level of improvisation when I am dancing um, yeah um, it's so much to listen to so again I'm listening to my feet you know I'm holding that groove um, and piano comes in, you know, there are definitely a lot of ideas, you know, because each person, um, is, is, is we're, while we're playing together, we're kind of still, you know, adding our, 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 our own take to it. So it, um, yeah, because there's so much to, listen to and to take in it is so many areas of inspiration mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's great I, and I, I love 
the idea that you're also listening to yourself yeah. and you're you're not only responding in that that single moment to the music whatever elements in the music you're maybe tuning into um but there is a sense of oh i just did this thing and what comes next yes and what comes next after that like there's this real sound like there's a real at least on some kind of some kind of level there's an awareness of past present and future like sculpting this arc there's this pattern development this storytelling there's a journey okay there's a bill you know we um you know i i don't have to rush it all in and let it build you know there's a conversation being had okay um there's a feeling that i'm trying to express you know and i and i want the audience with me so i might share little bits just to make sure you're with me then we'll go you know on that larger journey you know but um um yeah the the longer i've danced i've just learned sometimes less is more you know less is really powerful yeah very powerful just about you know and just step away from it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, marinate. You know, I, I like things to marinate, I guess. Yes. Hit things, let them marinate, and hold on to that breathing, timing, pauses. You know, pauses are powerful, no sound at all. And, you know, flow and rest, you know, all of that is inside of my improv improvisation you know not learning how to rest and to wait you know and 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 then to to rush in or to volume you know there's, there's so many things to play with as well you know talk yeah. about improvisation volume hard soft light fluid um sweet fast um soy you know, um, intricate, you know, um, yeah. 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 No, that's, that's great. Like, I'm just like the, the, the thinking about all this, the thinking of the crafting of it is, is so vital to, like, as you said, take people on the journey and this taught, like you, you mentioned of not wanting to rush, allowing pauses, um, and all that kind of stuff. I think that is also what kind of struck me as the, the solo that I mentioned that I saw those years ago is that it, it didn't feel like it was rushing. And like a lot of times when you see younger dancers, it's like, how many sounds can I get in, in one bar? Like, which is awesome and exciting, but, but there's also like, where's the phrasing of it? And, and all this stuff. Yeah. And really, Go ahead. that's a journey in itself, you know, discovering that, that, you know, and so, you know, as a teacher, you know, I, 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 I get the energy and, and what a lot of our youth find attractive, you know, you know, and it's just my job to, to just broaden what you find attractive about it. You know, to let you know this, 
is more meat there, you know. And um, cause uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm definitely not the dancer I was in my twenties. <laughs> like that dancer, you yeah. Know? That was um was was on on to something. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm different, and I'm happy. You know, I have to be sitting where I am with the dance. I'm not always happy with myself about taking time with the dance because I'm a dad and, you know, life and everything. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So just to kind of bring in one other thing, thinking about performing and thinking about this relationship between the music and the musicians, thinking about the relationship between yourself, the arc you're creating, but then also how does that change or what is added when you have more dancers that you're dancing with? Oh, wow. I mean, it becomes even more passionate and it depends on who, you, who you're who dancing with too. Yeah. Not always. I mean, you know, I, I, I find myself jamming with my younger students and, 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 and learning things from them and pulling, either pulling something that they did for the sake of allowing my inspirational muscle to work and also allowing them to see what else it can be off, off of what they did. But when we talk about dancing with my peers, you know, my colleagues, you know, that's a, again, it's a language. It's a conversation. Mm-hmm. So, so, so really, and I'm talking about improvising. Okay, um, so so the inspiration truly comes off of what my partner said. Yeah, we can do or have a whole conversation, or not just what he or she said, what all five of them said. This is more to pull from, yeah. more pull from, more beautiful things to try out, beautiful things to pull from. And we're not talking about actual steps necessarily. Now, it can be. I identify that I saw that and I like that and tried that. It could be sounds, you know, it could be feelings, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful day. What is there a moment where like this idea of like doing steps, tr- like tr- is there a, a moment of transcending that when it's not really about the steps anymore? Yes. Um. Yeah. Me. Yeah. That makes sense. Does that question make sense? It's it's sounds. It's rhythms. It's really steps. Uh, to me, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm way past thinking about what step I'm going to do. I'm, I'm heavy in the minds of people because I, I want to know, okay, okay. Just stepping back to how improv relates to life outside of tap dance. Yeah. I think one of my abilities or one of the things that I, one of my habits is I want to know what you're thinking 
and why you're thinking about that and why you made that choice and why decision and what you're going through. I want to get inside your head. I often want to get inside the dancer's head. And so when you mention steps, I, I really don't think it's really about steps anymore. It's not, I'm going to do the shuffle here. Or I'm going to do a flap here. I'm going to do it over the top here. It's really what rhythmically makes sense right now, you know? Um, and, 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 and I don't mean to speak so bad about over the tops because we have the reason why over the tops wings, some of these closure, um, steps, you know, historically, um, our, um, pioneers did them at a specific time to wrap up the piece. So that that's different than um, just regular steps. I don't think, I think what should be going on in your head is a rhythmic sense of what you're trying to produce. Um, now, what's funny, what's strange is, okay, first of all, the dance, you know, didn't start in the classroom. Okay. When it got to the classroom, okay, then we have all these names of steps that we use that I even use today, you right. know, in class, you know, for the sake of having a healthy vocabulary so that the students can use and, and really, honestly, train their muscles and their, their sense of weight changing and things like that and, and get them more comfortable with their body. When we're talking about improvisation, though, there's no place for those vocabulary words. Yeah. Because it's a feeling. You know, it's, it's, it's creating, it's spontaneously on the spot um, uh, being inspired by something you hear, which doesn't have a name for it, okay? A piano bass, keys, tap, okay? Being inspired by those sounds um, and then emoting, you know, your inspiration. So I'm not thinking I'm doing a shuffle here. Okay? I'm moving, you know, with my relaxed ankles into something, you know? And that training that I had growing up, yeah. of those vocabulary words, I guess that's that's they come out, but that's I don't think that's what one should be thinking. Those those terminology, those terms. Okay, I'm gonna do it. We specifically when we improvise in a circle, um, there's the sharing, and I encourage my students to listen and be inspired and to focus on what the person is doing when it's their moment, right? When it's not your moment, if you are thinking about what you're going to do, you are one shutting off the energy in the circle, right? Because you are thinking, you are thinking, you're not waiting to be inspired, right? You're developing, you're creating, you know, and you're hoping it comes out right when it's time. Sometimes as a tenant, it may not. This goes back to trust and confidence. Okay. Yeah. If you 
if you just try it out, <laughs> try to jump in the water without knowing what you're, what, what you're going to say and listen to that, Billy. And you, you might, you might be on something. Me? Discover something that you, that you never thought was in you. Then you start repairing those feelings, you know, that you don't know, that you didn't know. It's me talking right now. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to say next. You know, I'm figuring it out as I go. Okay. This is what impro improvisation really is. We're having a conversation here. I, you, you, you didn't ask me something and say, give me a minute and let me write it down or anything. I'm figuring it out. Right. You stumble all over it. And that's the dance. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And sometimes, you know, in that dance, as in a conversation, you, you mix your words up a little bit, you go off, you go on a tangent, you kind of lose yourself a little bit. You got to reset, you got to come back yeah. and part of the the learning of it. And I love just bringing in this idea of like what you do with your students to encourage them to, to move along the path of being a beginning dancer uh, or a less experienced dancer and how to start that journey of being an improviser. Right. Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah. I often think that improvising is kind of like the highest form of what we do as dancers and because we're choreographing, we're performing, we're doing everything in the present, you know, in that one moment, um, without the benefit of stepping back and analyzing it. And you said like writing it down or trying things out and trying it again and finding a, a perfect choice. So, so maybe cause you brought up the idea of training, maybe it's time to like, I, cause I did want to like, as I, as I said earlier, I, did, I don't want to spend a lot of time like looking back, but I do think like to give credit to the people that were your teachers. And I remember, again, working with um, Tappers with Attitude and working with Yvonne and Renee. And, you know, that was such a joy for me. You know, I was at the time, just, you know, this, People listening to this, I was I was doing a lot of lighting design, so I got to be a lighting design for Tappers with Attitudes for for a number of concerts and being able to watch them work with all of you, kind of the, this younger generation of tappers, and um, especially Yvonne was just felt like there was a depth of offerings, yes, or practice and and generosity with all of them. Um, how does, how do you take all of that and how do you embody that and pass it on? Yeah. Um, Miss Edwards and Miss Renee, um, you know, they, um, through the, their choreography and their teaching, and I can say, you, you know, just being a performer in the company at the time, um, um, if they didn't have it, they went out, reached out and got it and brought it to the studio, you know, um, brought famous dances down, you know, um, 
informed me more about the community, you know, um, and that was definitely a a great experience as a as a as a young teen to have so many people dancers come through, putting pieces on the company, spending time with us, you know. So so um, you know they weren't selfish, and um, maybe that's something that I really um, got from them. You, you, you know, um, I encourage my students, you know, and I'm not, I don't find myself selfish. I encourage them to, to explore. And I, I don't have all of the answers as a teacher. I have a lot because of the people who have, the many people that came through my journey, you know. So, I, um, with, with the, you know, as I think about it, um, um, I think I practiced that as well, encouraging um, people to continue to broaden their perspective of the art form. Um, um, again, musicality. Um, and they had choreographers classes, you know. You know, they, they, they seem to really be on point with um, timing, musicality, teaching, and I had some really just encouraging teachers. Um, find I I I work with the company now, and um, I get to do just that. Encourage them, um, speak passionately, passionately to them about the art form, its history, and its greatness, and um, and my kids understand my passion, you know, and I'm thankful for that because I um, don't like to, you know, I certainly sometimes scratch up in the forehead when I get real passionate. I'm <laughs> also a little angry or something like that. But, um, but um, yeah, um, I think that they valued me. They believed in me a lot. They encouraged me. And you asked me how I pass that along I, I think I do the same thing um and must have got gotten that from them I'm sure I got some of that kindness from my mother you know and my father as well but I had very good teaching role models yeah yeah um it's interesting to think about tradition and how it's passed on and how, especially in a form that goes back and forth between something that you can choreograph and then it also has this really important improvisational practice. Like, those are things that need to be nurtured. Uh -huh. and, and even though as each generation takes on the form, they evolve it and change it and bring new elements to it, it's, there is a, a continuation or a continuum that passes through it. And I think one thing that I always love about tap dancing and jazz and that there is this through line of really honoring the people that came before yeah. in a really kind of like weighted, visceral, spiritual, 
kind of way. And I think just, just to finish up here, could you talk a little bit about like going forward, how you see your tap practice, your you what you offer through your tap dancing, your artistry, your choreography, your improvisation, what is the root of what's most important to you? Um, um, uh, well, the two things that, you know, I, I have my personal journey that I hope never ends. And with that, I've learned and I'm learning to not be in a hurry and to be patient with that. Um, I think I know enough to not lose anything, but just take time and not be in a hurry. That's the personal journey. What I have with people, the community. Um, yeah. As someone who, again, fortunately, got to spend some time with our pioneers and really speak with them and have in-depth conversations with them and even perform and with them, I, I just blessed enough to be around at a time where a lot of them were still alive. Um, I feel it's my job to to speak words of encouragement to um, dancers of any age. You know, I possess that information, so I think it's my job to share it. Um, um, having danced as long as I have, um, I can relate to what some of our youth are going through in their journey. Mm -hmm. When I said earlier, I'm very much interested in what you're thinking. Um, and also said words of being confident. Um, being insecure inside of your art form, being insecure inside of your improv is, is a scary place to be. Sometimes I can smell it hmm. and I can see it. I can clearly see your thought process, you know, and as a teacher, I want to come talk to you and just touch you and let you know that it's okay. It's a journey, you know, you find where you are just as long as you're into moving upward, you know, or, or I'm also saying I've, I've been there, you know, I experienced that. Uh, there's some greatness that you can get into that can be yours. It's, I don't own it. You know, I, I don't, I don't own it. I think we can all, you know, 
find it, but there's some letting go to do, you know. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm constantly saying that in my classes, especially my beginning adult classes. Adults have have so much built inside them, whereas kids are a little freer. There's so much letting go to do, you know, letting go, you know. And so um, I, I, I want to continue to share and speak um, words of wisdom from my heart, directly from my heart to others so that, um, so that their journey can be a peaceful one. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's a beautiful place to end and a beautiful way to think about it. Um, so I really appreciate, again, you taking this time today and sharing and spreading, you know, your thoughts um, to, to more people. Um, I think people are going to be really inspired by listening to this conversation and the things that, that you've shared today. So thank you so much. Thank you. This was, this was great. I was very excited when you sent me an email. I think this is a very powerful, important topic, you know, and um, yeah, I got friends that rock my world with some things that come out of their mouths. She dropped a few gems. Oh, I more than a few. It was really wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you so much and have a great day. All right, you too. Take care. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Akari. I'm so pleased that this is the conversation I get to end this season with. His presence and thoughtfulness was such a delight to be with. Please check out the show notes for links to Bakari out in the world and on the web. And as always, please subscribe to the Act React podcast. You can find us on YouTube, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podbean. Again, please check out the past episodes of Act React. There are so many wonderful artists who share their perspectives and insights. Stay tuned later this year as I'll be dropping new episodes once we get into the fall. So until then, please take care, be well, and live spontaneously.